0: Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And we have a good one for you guys today. And this is for our people in the Midwest, in Chicago. And this is the first time we've done an Illinois episode. Oh, really? I feel like, is it really the first time? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done a location in Illinois. And there's a lot of horrible stuff that is going to happen here. So just prepare yourself for some tragedy, as I will say. Well, that's pretty typical of what we do week to week, right? I mean, not to laugh at tragedy, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, no doubt. This is your haunted holiday at the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. So the Congress Plaza Hotel, Lindsay, is a very old hotel in Chicago. It was built all the way back in 1893, and it was built specifically for the World's Fair that was happening there. And there was all these people that were going to Chicago from all over the world to visit the city. And, you know, it was really a nice hotel back then. And I would say it's still a nice hotel. We'll get Mm -hmm. into that a little bit. But, you know, they actually called it the Home of Presidents. Eight different presidents went there, stayed there, or even sometimes used it as, like, their campaign headquarters. And this is right in the heart of Chicago. So it overlooks Grant Park, which is a very well-known place in downtown, as well as Lake Michigan. So not only is this place haunted, but it's in a really good part of town. So if you're going to Chicago this is going to be a great option for you. It's not out in the middle of nowhere. It's just right there in the city. Yeah, I've I've definitely heard of this hotel, but I I know very little about the Congress Hotel. I really didn't either until I started researching this. Now, what I will say, there's a couple things that are pretty interesting here. So I mentioned the World's Fair in Chicago, and at this time, there was a pretty shady, to say the least, character running amok in Chicago, and his name was H. H. Holmes. Ooh, that serial killer. I've seen a documentary about this guy. Yes. So he is known to be like one of America's first serial killers, if not the first. And what he actually did, he was a pharmacist, kind of worked in the pharmacy, made a name for himself. And started building, like, his own hotel, okay? Mm -hmm. This is later coined as his murder castle, Uh. which is, like, the two scariest words ever put together, I think, in a sentence. (laughs) I don't know about that, but... (laughs) So he creates this murder castle and it's not just like your average like hotel where some serial killer is going around. No, he literally built it just to murder people, okay? So for example, if you don't know about HH Holmes, essentially what he would do is he made a bunch of soundproof rooms. The hallways were very maze-like so people had, you know, trouble finding their way around. A lot of the rooms Lindsay actually had hidden compartments that were actually body shoots that went directly to the basement where he would then dispose of their body in vats of acid oh my gosh i i saw the documentary but i don't remember a lot of it honestly it's been it's been a few years but oh horrible right who even thinks of these things who uh, this guy h.h yeah. holmes he's he's crazy So the reason I bring him up is because he was running around Chicago about the same time this was built and, you know, he was really taking advantage of this world fair. All these people needed to come into town and they were looking for a place to stay and he actually kind of started taking up shop In the Congress Plaza hotels lobby and what he would do is he would you know kind of sit down find some lady that appeared to be there by herself and say hey do you need you know another option for lodging this place is kind of expensive I have a place just a few blocks down the street that you could stay it's super comfortable and then they would go there and get murdered yeah and actually, you know, I was fascinated by this H.H. H. Holmes story, you know, forever ago, and I was looking into, is this murder castle still there? Because I would love to do a story on that or go to that location. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's scary. Mm-hmm. It is not still there. But, of course, the location is, and I think they say that may still be haunted. It might be difficult for us to recommend that you guys go stay at the Myrtle Murder Castle. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but maybe a tour. But yeah, eh, It's gone. Okay. So some other, you know, ominous residents over the course of its history also took up uh, residence at this hotel. And it is said that Al Capone... And his team did a lot of work in the hotel. They did a lot of business there. You know, there's speculation online that says that Al Capone even owned the hotel at one point. There is no way to validate that. There's no record of it. You know, I personally really question it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a rumor that he had a suite on the eighth floor that he stayed at on a regular basis again, there's actually not even any evidence that he's even stayed under his own name at the hotel Ah. so it's possible he's been there, especially for like business meetings with his Mm -hmm. other gangsters, because it was kind of like the place to be back then Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Al Capone was there at some point, at some point or another you'd think but there is not even any data to suggest that he stayed there but something I want to bring up, because it does come up later in the story right listeners we have another podcast that we came across that we want to recommend and you can join Brooke and Holly every week on their show called curly conspiracies so these are two ladies that have curly hair and they're super into conspiracies so we're going to play their trailer for you if you're into conspiracies like us definitely go check out their show aren't so crazy. But let's pause and talk about rule one again. Maintain humanity under 500 million. Wait, how did I miss that? 500 million? So how would that compare to today's population? Okay, so that means that about 85% of our population has to go. Y'all, 85%! That's terrifying! And this thing is supposed to withstand catastrophic events. Is it supposed to predict something's going to happen to the 85%? I know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Hi, everyone. This is Brooke from Curly Conspiracies. I hope you liked the clip from our Georgia Guidestones episode. If you want to find out more about this conspiracy, go to curlyconspiracies.com or you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Now, back to what you all came for. So let's get into the ghost stories, because there is quite a few. And I mentioned H.H. H. Holmes at the top of the show, one, because it's fascinating and I'm you know if you've listened to this show you know I'm very into true crime so right, I am interested in that story. That's a whole story on its own. I mean gosh there's so much to that. Yeah. Absolutely. So H.H. H. Holmes is actually supposedly seen at this hotel haunting the lobby and the hallways and when he's seen they say that he's like actually approaching women and talking to them so like a like very vivid Alive figure. women. Yeah. Approaching, approaching alive women and asking them, hey, do you need a different lodging option? Mm-hmm. Like people say that they've run into H.H. Holmes, which I question that a little bit. However, I mean, he That's was vivid. Right. And he really, his murder castle was super close. Murder castle. So, I just like, can't get over it. I know. <laughs> But as, like, a ghost, I would imagine that you're not necessarily confined, necessarily. Especially because his murder castle was torn down. Right. Right? Like, right. he could be... Wandering the streets Still in on the, the vicinity. Hunt. You know? Still on the hunt. Okay, so ladies, um, I think H.H. H. Holmes had, like, black curly hair, mustache. Maybe sometimes wore a hat. Yeah, he wore a bowler cap quite a bit. Dear clear. If you see this man... Don't go with him to the murder castle. Honestly, if I were to see H.H. Holmes in the lobby of this hotel, <laughs> I would totally try to have a conversation. Woo. Yes. Well, because I mean he's you're not safe. real. It's a, it's a ghost. I would want that interaction. Oh, I'm totally with you. I'm just saying don't go with the guy. Yeah, of course. I not. mean, uh, the next really famous figure is Al Capone. They claim to be haunting this location. This is one that I also really question, because as I mentioned, a lot of people say he has these like really deep ties there. He may have owned it. There's really no record of that. Mm -hmm. And apparently Al Capone is said to be haunting a couple other locations. Right. Which is kind of interesting, though, if you think about it, right? That could one spirit be haunting multiple locations at once? Huh. Or maybe traveling between. Right, like we talked about at the Wolf Creek Inn. Yeah. Could he be traveling? Or could some of it be residual and it's left such an impression on the location that maybe residual haunts by specific people could be at different locations? I have no idea. it's not even something I've ever considered until just this moment. Yeah, I'm not sure either or... It could be a ghost that just looks a little like Al Capone. Because there was a lot of gangsters that did business in that hotel. So really what is seen, they think it might be Al Capone. And mainly in the bar as well mm-hmm. as the lounge and the lobby area. But they see a mobster in his like iconic 20s mobster suit. Um, but they can also hear, like, wingtip shoes clicking down the halls. And so they assume sometimes, I think, oh, that must be Al Capone. Because that's, like, kind of cool that oh, Al Capone right. would be haunting it. But, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, Al Capone is so notorious, right? So the odds of him actually haunting multiple locations, I think, is very slim. Mm-hmm. Although you could theorize so many different things like we just were. I think highly unlikely he's he's haunting multiple locations, whether it's this one or not I don't know but he's notorious so it's easy to throw his name out there yeah so let's get into some of the other hauntings and there's a couple locations that were our banquet halls in the hotel and like I said this was really a fancy place it's still kind of fancy And, you know, so they were known for these grand banquet halls that they had. Now, one of the rooms is called the Florentine Room. And in this room, there's apparently a woman that will whisper in your ear sometimes. A lot of people experience that. They'll also hear piano music playing from the piano when nobody's there. Mm -hmm. As well as guests have seen furniture move right in front of their face. But also security will like lock up. And then they'll come back in the next day and furniture has been moved all around, which they say is impossible because they've locked the doors. So there wasn't any way anybody could get in there. These are all things that are semi-typical for old haunted hotels. Yep. The next room I want to get into is what is called the gold room. So there's a little bit more activity here. Again, it's used for banquets, brides, bridal showers, bridesmaids party, you know, wedding banquets kind of thing. So one of the things that they said is a group of bridesmaids in the past, I think this happened a couple times, were taking photos in this room and when they would like look at the digital image on their camera or their phone, Mm -hmm. the bridesmaids like would not show up in the image no matter what they did. Like it Hmm. it was just like this really creepy thing where people weren't showing up. Now... The other thing this room is really known for is what they call the Hand of Mystery. Ooh, I would like to know about this. So, the Hand of Mystery, there is a coat closet in this room. Mm -hmm. And apparently, sticking out of the back of this coat closet on occasion, they will see a gloved hand reach out. Like, for a coat or just randomly? Just randomly. Okay. Now... They are not sure who this gloved hand has come from. There's a couple different theories. Mm -hmm. One theory is that there was a person working there when the building was getting built. And they actually like fell into something and ended up getting like buried into where this closet is now today. And they suffocated and died in there. Mm -hmm. So that's one theory. And maybe they were buried and only their hand was out. Right? I don't know. (laughs) Very possibly. The other theory is they think it could be Peg Leg Johnny. Uh, who's Peg Leg Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple different theories on who Peg Leg Johnny might be. And he is a very popular ghost here. Like, this is one of the more active ghosts that they talk about. And there's some theories about who Peg Leg Johnny might be. Now, back in those days, of course, they called, you know, people that were, I guess, homeless, hobos. And so that's what you're commonly going to hear when you hear about Peg like Johnny, is that he was a hobo who either died just outside the hotel or was actually murdered in the hotel. They're not really clear on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever the case, somehow, and I'm really not sure how, they claim that his body was actually buried in the walls of the hotel specifically where they think the closet is in the gold room Ooh, okay so he is seen in the gold room quite a bit but he's actually seen throughout the hotel mm-hmm. like he is one of the more active spirits supposed to be very poltergeist He's a prankster, I guess. And he will mess with light switches, turn them on and off. He messes with appliances, that kind of thing. Now, this is something else. So they think, they're not really sure who Peg Leg Johnny is. Mm -hmm. But they think he might be a guy that was actually captured just outside the hotel, Mm -hmm. just feet away from the hotel. He was arrested. He was a one-legged killer clown. Shut up. No. Not lying <laughs> this. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So I, I'm really skeptical on this. So I had read this somewhere that the theory is it could be this one-legged killer clown whose name was Conway um who was arrested just outside apparently um he kind of strangled women that was his MO oh. um really bad guy and killer clown is also so very you're, scary You're saying Pegleg Johnny was also a killer clown they think They think maybe they don't I you know they don't know this is speculation because it's really a coincidence that there is this guy that haunts the hotel that is peg-legged, Uh-huh. And, like, over time, you know, they've kind of lost track of right, who it right. was that died and why he's there. And there happened to be a one-legged killer clown that kind of, like, lived in the area and was arrested just outside the hotel. Wow. So, I'm skeptical of this, though. I'm throwing it out there because I find it interesting. I really... I want this to be, the. I want this to be real. I mean, it's almost like too crazy to be true, but wow. Here's why I don't think it's real, okay? Because I looked into this Conway killer clown guy, okay? And this was in the early 1900s, and he actually got captured. He got arrested just outside the Congress Plaza Hotel, and then he escaped. Oh. So he escaped prison, never to be found again. They have no idea where he died. Like, maybe it was the Congress Plaza Hotel, but they honestly don't know. Like, he was one of those fugitives that actually, like, wrote it out. Wow. So there needs to be a whole show on, like, a whole documentary on this killer clown guy. This sounds like I need to know more. (laughs) Yes. All you have to look up is one-legged killer clown Conway, and you will find the whole story. Is there a lot of info out there? There's quite a bit. Yeah, I was surprised. The other place in the hotel that is interesting, so a place you can't really get into because apparently it is, like, so horrible and haunted that they decided not to let people stay in this room anymore. They call it the Forbidden Room. That is what legend calls this. It's on the 12th floor. We don't know what happened there to make it haunted. Here's what I'm going to say, though. Researching this place there is a lot of claims of things like suicide, murder, not necessarily with names tied to them. Sometimes there is, Mm -hmm. but there's honestly too many to like get into, right? And a lot of this could be legend. And, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to give you a very specific story here in a minute that we do know is true. But, you know, it could be any number of things. One thing that That I also read that might have happened is apparently there was an exorcism in one of the rooms in the hotel, Uh. but they don't even know which room it is. Oh, my God. Right? So we don't know what happened in the forbidden room on the 12th floor. But what we do know, it was it was just too horrible for guests to stay in. And they have now sealed that room from the inside. So when you're walking along the 12th floor, you're going to see all these normal rooms with the normal like key card. This room does not have a key card panel. It is just simply like a flat brass front thing that you cannot open. There is no doorknob, nothing in order to get inside this room. Apparently, you can hear noises from within the room. If you're on the 12th floor and you're listening in, you can hear like knocking and stuff like that potentially going on, but you cannot stay there. Now another one of the theories that they think might have caused this and this story I'm pretty sure is true and it's pretty sad really so there was an immigrant mother uh, Adele Langer and she came to America with her two sons and she came from Europe and it said potentially she was even fleeing like the Nazis and and that kind of thing and she was waiting for her husband to write them and to meet them in Chicago well her husband never wrote her never contacted Mm. her like who knows what happened to him She became super depressed and she ended up actually throwing her two sons out of the window and then jumping after them. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yes. Now, there's claims on which floor this happened. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really sure. So the 12th floor, people suspect that might be what happened in that forbidden room. Mm -hmm. Potentially also the 6th floor and the 4th floor are the other floors that they think this may have occurred on but nobody we know it happened we just don't know which floor it came from well, now the the mother Adele you cannot She has not been seen. There's no claims of her wandering around the hotel. However, one of her sons, they think, is a little boy that you can see either on the 12th floor or the 6th floor on a pretty regular basis just kind of wandering around playing. That kind of thing. So very sad. Yeah. I mean, to me, obviously, if that happened, it sounds like it did. Very tragic. Tragic events lead to hauntings. And the rest of it, although a lot of it's legend, there's usually some truth to it. There really is. And, you know, old buildings and and places, especially like right smack dab in the middle of Chicago, there is some history there. Mm -hmm. So it just makes sense that there's um, some spirits hanging out. Mm -hmm. And it would also make sense that that's why they closed that room. Yeah. Because it's crazy. If that really happened, like who is going to want to stay there? Right. Right. You know, if I ran a hotel, I'd be tempted to close that room that room off too. So before we get into the hotel review, there is one room in particular that is supposed to be the most haunted room in the hotel that you can actually book. This is room 441. On the fourth floor. Um, It is said that they get way more calls to security at the front desk in the middle of the night than by far any other room in the hotel. People complaining about things, Mm -hmm. noises. One thing I, I read actually said that it gets by far more calls to security to that room than any other hotel room in the city. Oh, really? Which I don't even know how you would, you know, say that that is a fact, but... You know, it's possible. So there's a lot of noises that you're going to hear in here. You're going to hear bumps and scratching noises. You're going to feel cold spots. But what it's really known for is there is a lady that they call the gray woman. So she's kind of like in a gray hue. Mm. We don't know who she is. We don't know what caused her haunting there. But she is seen standing over the bed and watching you while you sleep. But if that wasn't creepy enough, she will actually start kicking the bed in order to wake Uh, you up. No! That is
1: scary.
0: Yeah. So that is the room that you need to stay at if you go to this hotel. It's the most active. It's 441? 441. Okay. I mean, I would be very scared. I don't think I'd get much sleep in that room, but you got to book it. Yes, although I will say, like I said, there is a lot of stories around this place. I mean, I was reading a TripAdvisor review, which, by the way, was not the best review. We'll talk about it. But it was just one person's review, and they didn't even know that it was haunted when they stayed there. And they experienced like – and they were not staying in room 441 as far as I know. But like they had like a moan that happened from under their bed. (sighs) Like they had weird stuff happen that they put in their TripAdvisor review that was like after the fact – you know, I realized it was haunted and I was just kind of like laughing this stuff off. Like, what was that? That was weird, you know? Right, right, Well, that's awesome because I think a lot of people go to these old historic cool hotels. That are, I mean, they're nice hotels, you know, and they're, yeah. they're big cities like, this, like Chicago. They go stay at it to stay at a nice hotel. It turns out it's haunted. They have no idea what they're getting themselves into. I mean, that's great. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, too, if for whatever reason you cannot get into room 441... It sounds like based on pretty much everything I found, the South Tower is the most haunted. So there's two towers. There's the North Tower and then there's the South Tower. Staying in the South Tower, there's a lot more activity, I guess, over there. So at least try to request a room there Mm -hmm. and you'll probably have better luck. But yeah, that room 441 sounds pretty good. Now, let's talk about the hotel a little bit. Like I said, it is old. They have renovated it over the years. Um, But It has three stars on TripAdvisor. So the reviews are a little bit mixed. And here's what I'll say. People either loved it or they hated it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the people that hated it were actually pretty few and far between. It was way more people that really liked the hotel, especially due to the location and stuff like that. Um, But the people that didn't like it, they were nitpicky about stuff like, oh, there was chipped paint on the wall here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was a little bit nitpicky, I found. It sounds like the lobby, for example, is like beautiful and gorgeous, just like it was, you know, back in the early 1900s. But then the rooms might need a little bit of updating, but they Mm -hmm. seem like they're clean. They're just not super fancy, I guess I would say. Like it's, it's it's a nice hotel, but not, yeah, it's no five star. Yeah, it's no five star hotel. But... The prices are excellent. Okay. If you want to stay in downtown Chicago in a pretty nice hotel, this might actually be a great place. So listen to this. A standard queen room is about $79 a night. What? And maybe it's just pandemic pricing. I mean, that's entirely possible. Maybe. And it depends on the date and the time of year. Right. Right. But, I mean, that's what I found. If I wanted to book it, it's only $79. Wow. And then it ranges from there. So, like, you could have different options, like a king or, like, a double. And that's going to be, like, up to $116 a night. And then they have some suites, a few options for that. And those are only, like, $233 to $296. So, less than $300 for their suite options. Wow yeah that's a good deal that's totally affordable absolutely so the reviews to me kind of made sense once I saw the price because I was like the price is really affordable right and yeah it's not supposed to be it's not really really nice but it's not run down you know like the beds are comfortable things look clean that kind of thing it could probably use a new coat of paint kind of thing got it okay Exactly. So it looks pretty nice. It looks like a place I would be totally willing to stay at in Chicago. It looks like a nice part of town. It's in down, like at least it's accessible to everything. Right. Well, this sounds like a great place to stay. I, you know, being from Omaha, you know, I never really visited Chicago, but I always really wanted to go there and stay. I've driven through it. I've been to their airport, that kind of thing. But I would definitely book a a room in the uh, Congress Plaza Hotel yeah absolutely I would try to get 441 but I would not sleep yeah we know you wouldn't (laughs) alright guys Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoy it, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe. It means a lot to us, and it's one way we can help get additional listeners. Also, go check out our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. You can reach out to us. We love getting emails from folks. We love getting ideas about different episodes and stories. Sometimes we could even read those out on the air. So um, check us out, yourhauntedholiday.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. All right. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.